date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Episode 50 every week, Five, I swear. We're like, woohoo, can zero, you believe it? But this we, is 50. 50. And we will have, celebrate having been doing this for a year in uh, two weeks. June? Yeah. June 6th was really? our first. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's when we launched. We that's launched we our launched. first four episodes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So We've been through a lot in the last year, you and I. We've been through a lot. Like, we got to pat ourselves we, on yeah, the back. Yeah, I know. People don't realize what it takes to do this, but the things we've been through personally have been a lot, Yeah, too. and we've done a ton on Zoom when yeah. we've had to. And Not to say good on us, but to say you guys can do hard things, too. We do yeah. hard things. Yeah. We have we, each other. We we've supported it. each other through those things, which has been awesome. It has been. So... Today, we're going to talk about staying positive while dating. So Peggy has the ooey-gooey <laughs> emotional stuff because she's really good at that. And then in the end, I have the logical list because <laughs> I'm good at that. So okay. take it away, Peggy. Okay, so I have to study this because I have a true confession to make. It's Sometimes I was raised in a family where I'm kind of... You know, there was a lot about trusting and making sure you know what you're talking about and kind of ended up kind of being the glass half full sort of, you know, rather than lots of, yay, go, appreciation, positive, you know, that kind of stuff. Just right. make it happen, have fun, do that kind of thing. So I really um, am interested in why there's people that really think more of the glass half full and others think more glass half empty. Yeah. And so... Um, I was doing some research, and um, Matt Townsend talks about the atonement cycle versus the alonement cycle. And I know alonement out there, if you Google it, that talks about how to be alone, you know, in a positive way. But he's talking about, like, in the internal perspective, ah. right, the alonement. And we're either going towards atoning or coming closer to our heavenly parents or um, being alone. He said that the fall, after the fall, came, of course, the natural man, and we're in the natural world in a fallen state. But he put fight or flight to it. Yes. And he said, we naturally are in a fight or flight scenario. And Jesus says to us, stay with me, and I will deliver you. And so we're seeking at one meant with Christ, not just to... This is kind of the faith and fear thing. Right, the faith and fear you thing. You know, it's like we fear or we have faith. And, and it's a yeah. real thing. It's a very real thing. And so becoming alive in Christ is really, um, really where we want to be, not just going to church, not just following the motions, right. but really, really connecting and, and accessing his light, thinking more, less on the negative of we're sinners and um, maybe we're broken and, or whatever, and more on how can I find and seek more of Christ's light in my life. Um, there's something called appreciative inquiry, and Sharon, you've, yeah. you're I'm familiar like, that with this. that was in life coach school. <laughs> yeah, appreciative inquiry. And really, there, it's really like there's two sides to each to every problem we approach or every issue, there's two sides. There's one, the problem side, where we're broken, and that's the depreciative side. And then there's two, the appreciative side, which is where we're healthy or where, you know, it looks like we're healthy. Right. And so, 
and as human beings, we tend so much to be drawn to the depreciative side, yes. the negative, uh, and it makes it, you know, it makes it hard, especially if we think in terms of sin and we have to compensate for our flaws and all this stuff, rather than approaching it and saying the appreciative side, which is seeking the light of Christ. Right. So uh, this really helps me to think more in a positive way when I know that part of the fall of the world is that we tend to go to the negative side. Well, it's easier to go to the negative side. It is. The way our brains are wired, it's actually harder to stay positive. So that's a good thing to put in front of us and say, okay, this is going to be a little harder to do. But that's so okay. we want to focus on where do we want our attention to be, you know, and I'm going to tell a story about myself. Um, so I have this belief about myself, which has been self-fulfilling prophecy most of my life, which is I don't ever win anything. <laughs> okay. And I was just at a party, singles party a couple of weeks ago. And we were, there were a bunch of games going on and people were winning prizes. And I turned to a couple of girls that were next to me. And my first thought was, I don't ever win anything. And I just said, you know what? I'm flipping that. And I said, I always win stuff like this. And I was really happy and positive, And I was laughing and telling them, yeah, I always win stuff like this. And I won. <laughs> there you go. I won two, um, two tickets to dinner and two tickets to a movie. So now I've got to find somebody to go with. There so, you go. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, and so that's just one way to flip it. And also gratitude, expressing gratitude. Yes. There's so much to do with positive psychology, yes. you know, and, 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 and listening to ourselves and how do you speak, what are you saying, yes. and the self-fulfilling prophecies so much of the time. And people don't believe in it, but it's so true. It is so true. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of give that foundation. And I wanted to talk just a little bit about, um, about our paradigm in the gospel. And I think... You know, Parley P. Pratt has this quote from the key of the science of theology, and it says, after God's spirit children were born, that's in the pre-mortal world, they were matured in heavenly mansions, trained in the school of love, in the family circle, and amidst the most tender embraces of parental, parental and eternal affection. You know, I don't think... Well, we don't, because the veil keeps us from really feeling that. I know for me, over the last months as I've been dealing with my grief about losing my twin sister, losing Penny these last four months, the veil has been very thin at times. And the joy and the love has been almost overwhelming, that feeling. There's so much of it. And so I imagine, I believe that we came from a place where there was so much connection and so much love that, and that seeking that, you know, and, and, and moving towards that is what Jesus wants us to do, to be more positive, to remember those times, to, to bring that up, to focus on our strengths, to, to, and I think that's part of why the mortal life can be so hard is because there's deep inside of us, we know there's, there's a better place, yeah. that there's this love that we came from. It's, 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 it's trying to draw that to us and trying to keep that close to us that's really, you know, just important. You know, it's a good thing we go take the sacrament once a week. Right. You know, we go to church once a week. It's like we need to bring that light to us more 
Okay. Very good. I agree 100%. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I repeated what I said. I'm just kidding. All right, Sharon, nuts and bolts. Nuts Let's and get bolts. it. Let's get into it for dating. Okay, for dating. Good stuff, Peggy. Thank um, you. I listen to people be negative a lot. You know, people need help with dating. And um, do you think they know how negative they're being? They don't. They don't. And they will give me a big of li- a big list of things about themselves that's negative, you know. But when we think about it, you know, people have asked me over the years, why are you still single? Hmm. You know, and honestly, a number one, I'm a widow. And if we, you know, I mean, I'm a sealed widow. So that is, we call it the scarlet letter W. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not found somebody that I have connected with enough to think I could marry you. And so people say negative things to me all the time. There's just nobody good out there. Hmm. You know, there must not be anybody good out there. Where's all the good guys? And I'm like, well, they're probably married. You know, <laughs> they're married or widowed. Anyways, so we need to stop the negative t- negativity about dating in general. You know, um, there, there are good people out there. There are. You know, stop saying that. There, you know, there's just no good people out there. Well, there's no good people out there that you're attracted to, maybe. But let's change our way of thinking. Well, you but know? maybe just in your purview. Remember, miracles happen under, uh, you know, uh, in in places we can't see. God's got his miracles happening for all of us. Right? right? Exactly. But I've heard, I'm just not a good dater. Like, you have to help me because I'm oh, just, not, I've heard, I'm just yeah. not a good dater. I've heard, um, my picker's broken. Yes. When you've picked three people and they all all turn bad. Which is hilarious because it's like literally people are patterns. And your picker is not broken. Your picker is picking the same person you picked last time. Only it looks different. It just looks different. (laughs) They might, you know, they might look different or sound different, or maybe they have a funnier personality or, you know, maybe this one's smarter, but it's generally speaking the same thing. But yeah, there's a lot of negativity or a lot of negative self-talk. Well, nobody's going to want me while I'm this fat. Or, you know, I'm too wild and crazy for most men. I've heard that one. Um, I meant I'm too intimidating. I'm too intimidating, yes. Um, well, I'm now, here's the thing, though. There, you're going to find evidence of this stuff. Yes. And you have and, some and evidence of it. And you will validate. And you will validate it. But again, back to what we were talking about in the beginning is let's, the, let's, let's, let's try and flip this to the glass half full. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, a couple others I hear very often, I'm too broken. I'm too mm. broken to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, or um, a lot of guys will say, I'm too ornery. I'm too ornery anymore to pair off. And then I'm like, well, why are you calling the dating coach? You know? <laughs> <laughs> why are you calling me? So there's a lot of negative, negative self-talk as well. And it's like you're never going to get a positive experience out of negativity. And right. so my first piece of advice here is to stop the negativity, like all together. You know, start looking at it different. What's your phrase going to be now? Oh, I'm finding the adventure in dating. Yeah, pick a phrase that you want. Yes. That's a great idea. And every time you come up with that negative thought and feeling, that creates Mm -hmm. a negative feeling and it creates all this negative energy in you, flip it. Yes. And start thinking a little more positive. Yeah, I always win things, right? You you always get dates. Which is funny because you, generally speaking, don't. But in this situation, you're just flipping your mindset. You did. Right. You know, what's your, you know, so, you know, come up with um, a positive phrase. Right. 
uh, what was it you said about adventure dating? You know, yeah. I love the dating. Yeah, adventure like, of dating. As, as soon as it's not a fun adventure, then maybe it's time to take a little break, you right. know, and reset. So I'm just going to give you some ideas. Um, focus on what you bring to the table. Your strengths. Your strengths. Let's not talk about why people aren't going to date you. Let's talk about people or why people are going to date you. Yeah. What you bring to the table. Um, Just be positive in general. Learn a positive mindset. Like you said, we need to bring Christ in. Um, Practice gratitude. Seek the light. Bring the light light of Christ into your life. Yes. Um, Don't see dating as a chore. I swear, people think I just have to pair off. I'm no, I'm not happy. I'm no good on my own. Whatever the reason is, and it's a chore. It's become a chore. Here comes another date. You know, one one more date that I'm gonna suck at. You know, <laughs> don't see it as a chore. Uh, when it gets to that point, it's time to stop and reevaluate. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about kind of reevaluating the situation. Yeah. At the end of all this, um, reflect on positive dating experiences. Not all dating experiences are going to be bad. And so, like, let's reflect. Even if it didn't work out, it's like, oh, you know what? That guy was really a great guy, and that was a good experience. You know, it didn't work out because we weren't meant for each other, but that was a really great experience. Or I've had really fun dates. Yeah. You know, with some, you know, people that it's just never going to work with. You know what? Can I I insert here a a little tool that I think would be helpful? We've talked about journaling before, but this is a writing exercise. Mm -hmm. Because as you're saying these things, I'm thinking, yeah, I have a lot of positive memories of people that I've dated or positive Mm -hmm. dates, you know, that I've had. So write down those things. Write down those things that have been positive. So when you start feeling negative, go back and go, oh, no, that's right. This has happened. Oh, yeah, this has been good. Oh, I did have a good experience. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Start in putting those positive things in and do a little writing exercise around that. Sure. Um, next one is be okay with bad dates. Guess what? It's kind of part of the process. It Not, is part of the process. Uh, I remember a little poem um, when I turned 16 that um, somebody gave me a dating kit and oh. there was a little poem on everything. There was one about kissing on the lipstick and things, oh. but there was a quarter and I'll never forget it. It said, not all love is bliss. Not every date is dandy. Keep this quarter in your purse. It just may come in handy. Back in the day when we had to put a quarter in the payphone oh, to, to make a phone call, you know? Yeah. So I, um, yeah. I thought I that, that was just kind of funny because not all love is bliss, you know, and not right. every date is dandy. So um, good thing we have cell phones, right? Right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it's a cute quote, though. It, it, every poem, it was the cutest thing ever. I don't know. I don't know why more people don't do things like that. Um, let's learn from our mistakes. Back to the journaling. It's like there were some mistakes in there, and we prob- there's probably things we can you know, learn from them for the next time. And then, you know, if you've ever seen me speak at a conference, which you have, I talk (laughs) about living the well-balanced life. You know, living a life that you love. If you're living a positive, well-balanced life, this isn't going to be such a chore. This isn't going to be such a negative thing. This is just going to be adding, you know, adding experiences, learning experiences, whatever you want to call it, you know, and getting you closer to what you want. Uh, Helen Kellen said, Keller said something like, be happy with what you have while working for what you want. Yes, absolutely. And so it's really just important. So yeah, we've talked about this before quite a bit about being happy where you're at. Right. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, letting go of expectations when we go out. Yes. That, that can be, that can be yes. challenging, but it's just like, you know, like I can look at, I can, I can see a guy and go, oh my gosh, I really want to go out with him or whatever. And then, and then I need to let go of that and go, no, it was really good. The interaction we had was fun. And if it comes around, right. that's great. If it doesn't, meh, that's okay too. Right. Just well, reframe it. Even when in like a dating situation, not attaching yourself to the income, like you're going out to a, the outcome. outcome thank income. you. Income. <laughs> I'm like, are you getting, well, never mind. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not attaching everybody to the, out, the outcome. Um, I, we tend to, um, I've done it a million times. Not a million. That's exaggerating. Are you but an I'm, exaggerator? Yeah, I'm like, today I am. <laughs> so, no, I've done it a bunch of times where you start talking to somebody on the phone. Like, okay, we've decided to go out. We're talking on the phone. And you start going into, well, geez, if this worked out, where would we live? Like mm-hmm. we start attaching ourselves to the outcome. Where would we live? Your house or my house? Or, oh, would your dogs get along start with my Start projecting dogs? into the future. Which actually um, produces dopamine, which makes us attached to somebody like we probably haven't even met yet. So it's like we shouldn't attach ourselves to any kind of outcome. Right. <laughs> I'm like, let's not talk about money and income. Um <laughs> That we don't need to do that. We don't need to attach ourselves to that. You know, it's like, just let it Stay in the present go. moment. Stay in the present moment. Be and present. Just, and, you know, I mean, and honestly, the first couple of dates anyways, you know how I feel about fun. Because my husband and I never had the same idea about fun. We just had really good physical chemistry. It's like, go have fun. Go right. have fun. Go be yourself, be your fun self, and go ahead and have some fun. And so, that, that would include, that would count, you know, doing social things with other people too, not just yeah. dating, but when you go in groups or whatever, go to have fun. Yes. To be yes. present, to connect. Uh-huh. Something else that's going to help us be a little more positive is um, evaluating our dating skills. Like, what are our dating skills? Like, if we feel confident in our dating skills, are you not going to have a better dating experience? Oh, absolutely. Like... For example, learning better communication or even conversation skills. Are you yeah. talking about yourself the whole time? So the person's like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored because you're a boring person. <laughs> you know? Because you're not engaging me in the conversation. Yeah, you know, or is time. it back and forth? And is it questions and answers? You know, right. you know start evaluating your um, dating experiences. Um, learning from your mistakes. I said that before. You know, what can you learn? What can you learn from a, a, a broken marriage? You know, this happened in my marriage. How can I learn from that to have better, you know, personal relationship, whatever kind of skills? Right. Right? Um, like I learned, one of the things I learned in my marriage, can I just share this sure. here, which is so good, is that if I need to, well, this would be in a relationship, not just an, in a in a dating situation that'd be more in-depth than just like maybe the first three dates. But if if I need to just share something with, with the guy, mm-hmm. I'll say, I don't need you to fix this. Right. I just need, yes. I just need you to listen to me, which yes. was, which I learned in my marriage, which... The man I was married to said it was very helpful at the beginning of a conversation to say, I just need to share. I don't need you to fix this. It right. would be super just helpful. Let me just, just let me yes. talk. No, my husband was the opposite. I mean, it, my husband was the one coming in going, do you want words of wisdom or do you, are you just venting? <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, just venting, you know. So um, so there's an example of learning, right? Yes, learning. Yeah, but, you know, learn from your mistakes. Are you repeating them? 
because mm. some people repeat their mistakes. Are you aware? Time. You know that yeah, you're repeating because them? people are patterns. So That's right. it's people very follow patterns. Very yes. important that you. You know, you fix your mistakes. You fix your mistakes. And literally, like, that's one of the reasons we're here, you know, is to progress. And it to, is the main reason we're here, know, right? To fix our mistakes. Also, part of the whole dating skills thing and um, the whole experience is fostering friendships, and you just mentioned this, and, and more social interactions. This is really going to help your dating experiences. If you're out there, if you're putting yourself out there with a group, and number one, it makes it easier. You've, you've got a whole bunch of wingmen, <laughs> you right, know, right. you're out there and you're having fun and you're learning new social skills yeah. and, you know, you're learning give and take. And so your social interactions actually are really important in your whole dating process. Well, yeah. And then you, then you have s- some people of the opposite sex where maybe you can ask questions and say, how does it land with, you know, for a girl, if I say this, or how does yes. it land for a guy, if I do this, you know, you have people that can give you some feedback. Yes. Uh, Members of the opposite sex as friends are like the best thing. Okay. Can we talk about staying positive during rejection? Ooh, now we're getting to the hard stuff. The hard stuff. Rejection is hard. I mean, that's the hardest thing I'm going to say in dating. And I think that's what people probably fear the most. Absolutely. Is the whole rejection experience. So let's talk about staying positive. What are some skill sets we, we've done so many podcasts where we've talked about this, but let's do it again. You know what I think is really important is the stories we tell ourselves about what's happened. Yes. Because we can make up all kinds of stories. Like, you know, even in a small rejection, let's say you're at a dance or at a party and you invite, you, you put out an invitation to dance or maybe to go and do something, you know, and they say, no, thank you, or they walk away or whatever it is, you can create a whole story around why they did that. But that, that's really their thing. Yes. If we can say they have their reasons, it's their life, it's their story. And it may have very little to do with you. Yes. And a lot to do with them. We were probably just too intimidating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, and they may not have been in a place. I mean, there's all kinds of stories we could say about why. So um, again, back to that, we tend towards the depreciative side of life, the negative. If we can recognize that and, you know, let it, let it come, you know, say whatever you're going to say. And then just say, you know what? Ask yourself the question. Is this helpful for me to believe this? Right. That's a really great question because if you just ask, is it helpful for me to believe this? Does it make me feel good to believe this? No, I'd like to tell a different story and give yourself the option to tell a different story. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. We don't need to fill in the blanks. No, we don't. You know what? If somebody is rejecting you in a dating situation, that person is not for you. And that's hard to take, especially if if you're really invested well, it's, and if you've, if you've uh, projected onto them the stuff that you are hoping will happen with them it's yeah. gonna, and you've attached yourself to them, yes, it's going to be even harder. It's, it's a difficult thing. And they, I mean, they've done studies that say that, that that touches the same part of your brain, it tickles the same part of your brain, or it bashes the same part of your brain, however you want to look at it, as physical pain. You know, it's a rejection. Does. Yes, rejection is a mm-hmm. painful. They've actually done studies as well where they've given um, re- half the rejected people, like a Tylenol or an Advil, and the other people a placebo, and they thought the Tylenol and the Advil actually helped. 
Well, there you is, go. Drugs, guys. Right. Drugs. Just drug. <laughs> don't you heard drug, it here. Drug yourself up. But no, that it is really hard to stay positive in that situation, you know, yeah. and and our whole lives we tell stories. We fill in the blanks and tell stories that we shouldn't. Make assumptions. And, and we really shouldn't ever do that. Not in any situation. It's so natural man-ish of us to do that. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and it really is hard to say, okay, the pain is really for my benefit because that wasn't the person for me. That's a hard place when you're in pain like that. But, you know, it is important to try to stay positive. You know, first of all, acknowledge you're in pain. That's yes. the most important thing. And say, that, this you know, hurts. And that's okay. It's not fun. This is true. It's not yeah. fun. And give yourself some time to heal, do some self-care, and and then find, you know, do ding next. Go out you know, and, yeah, and, and put yourself well, back out there. And, you know, there's little things you can do to help um, boost your serotonin. You know, you can get out and exercise. Exercise. Um, pets. Pets are always nice. How many times do you hug your pet? People pet people when you're sad. Gratitude you know? really is important. And They've done studies on yes. gratitude. How Say thank you your... three times a day to somebody. Yes. How it changes it your really, brain. Yeah. So there's little things, but yeah, and, you know, and really try to find the sunshine in the rainbows, Yeah. you know, and when situations. I said get back out there, I wasn't talking about if you've been in a long-term relationship and you need to take no. time. I'm talking about if you like, you've gone out for a month or something like yeah. that. And you, if it's you just been like, more of a casual. Let's pick yourself up and let's move on you know dust yourself off dust yourself off and say hey you know and I I had an experience where I was rejected um where I wanted the guy to ask me out again I wanted to go out with him again and he didn't and I found out months later that that he still really wanted to go out with me but never felt confident enough, I guess, to go out with me again. So, you know, that, so I'm just saying that was a different story. That's not the story that you told yourself in your head, was it? No, I didn't know what to tell myself in my head, you know. A possibility that probably was missed to say, well, you know what, maybe he just doesn't think I'm on my emotional level or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I just think he didn't have the confidence he needed. Yeah. So, which is such a... Anyway, such an important thing, which we've talked about many times. Right. What else about rejection? I think, it, I think part of it is that we need to go into dating recognizing that that is a part of the journey. Yes. Just like you're going to have bad days. Yep. And there are days when you're going to fall off the, you know, diet that you're on or days yes. that you're going to say things you maybe wish you hadn't said, you know, there are going to be days that are going to be hard. And that's just a part of dating is to right. make sure your frame of reference and your frame of mind is in the right place. Right. And then, you know, like rejection, like grief, it's kind of like something we go through. So you can treat it the same. You know, have a friend you talk to. You know, let me just, can I just barf this out to you? Yeah. You know, you have your support system, your your right. social interactions, right. you know, so that you can say, you know what, this sucks and I'm bummed and make me laugh. <laughs> or let's eat ice cream. Who wants to eat right. ice cream? Uh, my friend, um, a girlfriend of mine, went through a divorce very soon after she had gotten married. It was oh. six or eight weeks that the guy just was like, I, I can't do it. And I said, okay. I said, it's negative. It's horrible. It's awful. I'm so sorry. I said, we're going to pitch a tent there, not build a house. That's right. right. That's it's going to be a temporary situation. Right. And her response was, does anybody want to come eat ice cream in my tent? <laughs> Which, Aww. you know, I'm 
glad she kept her sense of humor. Yeah. But I mean, and really, we need to keep our sense of humor. Yeah, keep our sense of humor about things and, and make sure that we don't, like you said, we don't build a home in this place. No, we don't, we don't say, make a personal, we don't make, uh, permanent residence. Make decisions yeah. about ourselves and how we are in dating everything based on somebody else's choice. Yeah. Because we're still the same person. We're just sad. We're just sad for we're a minute. We're just sad. You know, we still and have a lot a to bring to the table. Hopefully we've done all our work, all our baggage, you know, most of our baggage <laughs> is gone and we still have a lot hopefully. to bring to the table. Yes. If, if you've been listening, hopefully your baggage is much smaller than hopefully. when you started. <laughs> right? We're hoping. <laughs> all right. Last thing I wanted to talk about is people just get negative over not finding people. Right? Oh, there's a lot it's, of that. You yes. You know, just finding the right person. I can't yeah. find him and I can't date and nobody's so, here. There's nobody available. Right. So my idea is to expand your criteria. You know, tell me more. most everybody has a type. I'm going to say most everybody has things they definitely want. You know, they're non-negotiables and they're negotiables, right? Right. But so what's, let's, what's your type? What's your type, Sharon? So personally, personally, let's hear everybody. I love Clark Kent. I love the nerdy. <laughs> I love the nerdy dude. Now, Clark Kent is not always Clark Kent because he turns into Superman. So uh, hello, Superman, right? <laughs> yep. Hello, hello to you. My favorite Superman movie was when Christopher Reeves was like, he lost all his powers, so he took off the glasses. So he was still big, strong Clark Kent. I don't know. Do you you remember that uh-huh, one? Yeah, uh-huh, where, he, uh-huh. where he gave away his powers. It was like, oh, be still my heart, because he was like half Clark and half Superman. My <laughs> husband was a very well-rounded, nerdy guy. He was an IT guy. He smelt good. He was not the stereotypical nerdy. I just like a clean, funny Clark Kent. You know, so maybe if I was going to expand my criteria... I might look at somebody a little different. Maybe a really intelligent cowboy. Oh. I wouldn't, but <laughs> maybe I should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just a different type of person than my... What's another way? What's another I, option? What's another you know, possibility? Yeah, you know, yes. Yourself. And Open I have up. to say, most of the time, I'm really attracted to brunette men. I am the tall, dark, and handsome. I just, that is so appealing. Well, what's wrong with dating a couple blonde men? You know, when when we're swiping, you know, how often do we s- probably swipe away some really good people, right? Because they're not the visual that we necessarily have for ourselves. Hmm. So I'm saying it's worth exploring. It's worth exploring somebody just out of your box, <laughs> the box that yes. you've created of who you want. Yeah, and remember that if you have not done some of your healing work if there's still some pieces left like unfinished business like we've talked about before you may be and and this is for people who've done a lot of work too I mean I've seen myself being drawn to you know something that's not as healthy for me and when I find someone who is healthy make sure you don't completely discard that person right give it some time give it some time because maybe this is feels a little uncomfortable because it's different and maybe that difference is good yes maybe that's and and use your friends and your family and you know if people you trust of course to give you some feedback on that but yeah a new possibility what if 
Yes. What if there was somebody a little different out there? Yes. Because we tend to date the cookie cutter. Unless you're one of those people, we could talk about that for a second, who just dates everybody. You know, and I think you need to have some criteria. Absolutely. You that's, definitely need to have some criteria. That's part of defining who you are. Yes. And that's part of boundaries. And that's keeping yourself safe. It is. So uh, be careful with the, yeah. Be careful with that one for sure. All right. So we talked in the beginning about the framework we're living in. We're living in a fallen world. Yes. And we want to be seeking the light of Christ. And we tend to um, fall on the depreciative side of life, the negativity. Yep. That it's the fallen man. We tend to the negative. So, which, you know, which gives us the opportunity, if we can think in those terms, to recognize that. We want to go towards the light of Christ. We want to open into the glass is half full, into the beautiful and the possible and our strengths yes. and all of that. And and focusing on that more faith than yes. fear. Yes. In our and, life. And, and just more positive than negative. Yeah. You know, when you catch yourself being negative, change change the dialogue in your head. You know, things become habits pretty quick. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you want that to become more of a habit. And if you're not aware, ask your friends if they think you're negative on dating. Maybe they'll know. They probably will. will. If you're negative or positive on that. And then, you know, you've gotten some, some things to think about, to ask yourself questions about and see what you can do differently to be more positive in your dating life. Heavenly Father wants us to be happy. Yes. He wants us to be happy. And he wants us to be happy even in these situations where we may not have wanted to find ourselves, right? Right. None of us have really, you know, we're we're hardwired to connect and to be in that that intimate partnership. And it's part of God's family, right? It is. But um, have faith. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be in joy. And the gospel is joyful. And these possibilities, I mean, it's pretty exciting when you think about it. We, well, if we look at it that way, it is. It can be you pretty know, exciting. As, we as get a second chance. Yes. We get more options. Yes. Right? After we've learned so much and been through so much. So go out there and be positive and find your happy adventure in dating. Yes. for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.